Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. So what's going on with the Leap District? Let's find out. 93 WIBC, it is the Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob Casey, Sarah and Casey. If you recall, we, we've talked quite a bit about mm-hmm. this uh, Leap District. And for those of you who are new to the, the program and new to the game, uh, the governor of the state of Indiana has, uh, well, proposed a whole bunch of great big buildings and bright, shiny objects benefiting some of the richest corporations in the world uh, go up in Boone County. And in order to do that, he not only needs your tax money to make that happen, he also (laughs) needs all the natural resources. And uh, that has caused a whole bunch of drama as they proposed pumping hundreds of millions of gallons of water from Tippecanoe County uh, down to Boone County on a regular basis in order to make that happen. And naturally, when you start taking people's water, people said, wait a second. So it's been a great group that's formed to try to stop this. We totally support them. Stop the water steal, stop the water steal.org. And one of the guys who's kind of been the, the one of the faces of that joins us now. David Sanders, you're a professor at Purdue. You're also part of the West Lafayette City Council. David, hello. Thank you very much for having me here today. Okay, so uh, when we last had you on, it was pre-legislative session, and there were a lot of people sticking their chest out from the General Assembly saying, we're going to go in and do this, and we're going to do that. And we said, that's never how it works at the General Assembly. You guys say stuff, and then the governor wags his finger at you, and you go, oh, sorry for having ideas. And it kind of seems like that's what's taking place. So uh, there were two bills that were going to, in a small way, address the water issues. Uh, They were referred to as uh, 1305 and uh, 249. Um, That's House Bill 1305, uh, Senate Bill 249. Uh, They were from Representatives Nagel and Senator Deary. And they were just going to put a licensing step uh, in the way of the project. What does that mean? Uh, So that means that the uh, DNR was going to look at the project and see whether it met certain criteria. Ah. And if it did, then it could go ahead. If it didn't, then it couldn't. They could limits. And it's only if um, it was only limits on projects that involved moving more than 10 million gallons a day yeah. of water. And I think that's important. What we talk about, because whether you live in Boone County or Tippecanoe County, you need to care about this because they'll come for your resources next. If you let them get away with this, one, they're coming for you next. That's interesting that you mentioned that because uh, the governor, in a recent speech about this, said, well, we can put more than one straw into the water. So it's oh, not just no. potentially mm-hmm. Tippecanoe County. It may be other counties uh, <laughs> as well, other water sources, other aquifers as well may be involved. So we should be widely interested in this. And as it turns out, uh, legislatures around the state are interested in. So we started off with our resolution uh, in West Lafayette. I was the author of it, opposing it. It is now in more than 20 different places from Terre Haute to Miami County. Never mind, of course, closer counties, Fountain County, White County, uh, Lafayette, Mm -hmm. Otterbin just passed theirs. Uh, So it is is an issue that has grabbed the attention of people all over the state. In a recent program, um, it was just mentioned that this 
is probably the largest issue in the governor's yeah. race, the upcoming governor's yeah. race uh, that's being discussed. Uh, David, does this mean that, is that an indication that the Wabash doesn't have enough water to supply this LEAP project? So that is that is a real question. Whenever this is being looked at from the scientific perspective, the numbers that are used are always about the maximum flow mm-hmm. of the Wabash. The Wabash varies about tenfold during the course of the year. When they say it's only going to take the equivalent of 20% of the Wabash, I mean 2% of the Wabash, I apologize, 2% of the Wabash, that's not honest because it could be up to 20% of the Wabash River, the flow of the Wabash River could be diverted to this project. Uh, David Sanders is our guest. He's a part of the group Stop the Water Steal, stopthewatersteal.org. They're fighting to push back on this proposal to take hundreds of millions of gallons. And I think this is the thing people need to understand. It's daily, right? I mean, yes. of water yes. from Tippecanoe County to Boone County. So I was at a, a Brownsburg Town Council meeting the other night, and they were discussing the looming water shortage in central Indiana. And I'm in the back laughing because places like Brownsburg and Fishers and Carmel, I mean, all these places have grown exponentially over the past 15, 20 years, much of it irresponsible, high density residential growth. And they're going, well, we've got to figure out something to do about this, this looming water shortage. And, and I was thinking about you guys because you, their bad growth choices should not be your problem. And now what Holcomb and these other municipalities, Boone County, Lebanon, want you in Tippecanoe County and other counties to do is you want to say, you should subsidize our poor growth choices. Yes, uh, that's a real, real concern. I think that there are other uh proposals that we should make to address those issues. I think water conservation has to be primary when you're thinking about this. One of the things about this particular water project is it's to support an industrial development, and it is really a form of corporate welfare. We are trying to subsidize uh, the transfer of this natural resource. If it were to actually support human beings, I think there would be less widespread uh, opposition. But nevertheless, even in this case, if they had proposed taking water and recycling it and using it again, there wouldn't be as much opposition. So I think that we need to have a more, um, a larger long-term plan for water rather than, oh, there's some water here, let's just grab it. And it, that, that doesn't solve the problem. Right. All it does is push it down the road a little bit. So uh, where are these bills? I'm going to guess they went nowhere because that's usually what happens in the, as we said, in the General Assembly. These people come in and get on, you know, Casey, we've talked about some state lawmakers who are very active on social media. Yeah. And then if it comes only to, they would do something. Yeah, if, you know, if, if the, you know, they do have time to drive drunk and blow through barricades <laughs> and then flee the scenes of accidents. Uh, but, then, you know, when it comes to actually doing stuff for you, very little. So I'm going to guess these are dead on arrival now as well? So both of them went to utilities committees uh, in the Senate and and the House. 
and neither one of them actually got a hearing. <laughs> and today, today was the last day we were we were trying to push yeah. uh, the committee members to have a hearing, uh, but neither of them are scheduled for a, a hearing, so they're not going forward. Da- David Sater is our guest. He's with the group Stop the Water Steel. StopTheWaterSteel.org. We're talking about the, this plan to siphon off hundreds of millions of gallons of water daily to Boone County from surrounding areas. Uh, so what happens now? I mean, is there any recourse for the people because uh, it just seems like once again, the General Assembly is abdicating their responsibility. So something that our group did was we were in support of these bills, but many of the local groups were not in support of them because they were too weak. Yeah. And I think that if they had actually been stronger bills, uh, then there would have been more widespread community efforts and therefore there would have been more likelihood that the bills would have been heard. So they were trying to do the bare minimum. These lawmakers trying to do the bare minimum possible and go, see, look, we took we took action. You know, I don't want to question their motives. I do want to say I I do think that it was an incorrect strategy that uh, if you ask for very little, it's not that much to deny it. If you ask for a lot. Again, the community would have been much more uh, behind it. I do Sounds want... like your contract negotiation, Casey. That's when you came here. <laughs> I asked for very little. <laughs> and look at where you ended up. <laughs> I got very little. <laughs> Not going to go there either. But I do want to... There is one bill, uh, 295, uh, which is about putting, again, a moderate bill, but at least this one is going forward and uh, where we are supporting it. Uh, what it does is put into place two things. One is it put a, puts a couple of members of the General Assembly, non-voting members on the IEDC. Uh-huh. Uh, very moderate uh, thing. But the other thing that it does, which I think is important, is that if they are going to buy IEDC, which, as you know, has through Mission Creep become a real estate company, uh-huh. uh, mm-hmm. as well as, and I hope we'll have the opportunity to talk about this because I think it's very important, a tax gathering authority yeah. <laughs> as well. Um, it says that if they're going to buy more than 100 acres cumulative, they have to notify the localities um I think I forgot whether it's 60, I think it's 60 days before and maybe 30 days beforehand. but at least there has to be some notification, which did not happen yeah. oh. in this process. This, this purchase of all this property was done completely yeah. in Cause, secret. Cause it, uh, remember when the mayor was on yeah. with us and he, isn't that kind of what he said? He's like, Oh, the, the land was purchased uh-huh. and then there it was. So what, what, um, am I remembering that right? Yeah. That, that, that's what he said. So, uh, what, I mean, is this is a key issue for the go- Republican governor's primary? And let's face it, that's probably going to be whoever wins at the next governor. Is there any chance that they're going to weigh in and say, "Hey, wait a second, let the next governor decide this"? Or is Holcomb just so set on this that he's going to, once the General Assembly adjourns, he's going to ram this thing through? I think that it will not be rammed through at this time. I don't think they're quite ready. I don't think the studies are in. Um are further far enough along. They're talking about having them done by the fall. So there is that possibility that something could happen uh, at the last second. But the amount of appropriation that would be required for building the pipeline, per se, I think that the legislature would have to um, participate, and that would be in the, in the next session. And I do think that this is so important in the governor's race that... They're, they're going to have to make commitments about whether they're going to l- allow this pipeline uh, to go forward. And I wouldn't be surprised if uh, they are pushed, again, by 
the media, by your participation, by the participation of the community, uh, to actually make a commitment that it doesn't go forward. David Sanders is our guest. He's with StopTheWaterSteel.org. They are fighting back against this proposed leap district in Boone County and the siphoning off of hundreds of millions of gallons of water each week. We've got a lot more with him. When we come back, it's Kittle and Casey Show. Such an important conversation. You're hearing it right here on 93 WIBC. It is the Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob Casey's here, continuing now with our guest, David Sanders. He's with StopTheWaterSteel.org. Part of a, a big group of people fighting back against the governor, against uh, really the Indiana General Assembly and the IEDC over this proposed LEAP district that's uh, scheduled to take place in, in Boone County in Lebanon. And, uh, of course, the big interest they have uh, up in Tippecanoe County is the fact that they, the state of Indiana plans to siphon off 100 million gallons plus of water a day, send it down to Boone County. And, and we said, look, whether you live in Boone County, Tippecanoe County, wherever, you have a vested interest in paying attention to this discussion. Because if you let the state get away with this, they'll come for your stuff next. So, David, there's supposedly this this big water study that's supposed to be taking place um, as part of the pause that was put on the proposed LEAP district and this plan to siphon off the water. Can you tell us where that's at? They had a brief water study uh, last year answered practically none of the questions that we need to answer. Uh, and and what's even worse is that the information was almost completely uh, redacted in the forms that were pres- provided to the public. Wait, so wait, was, wait. What do you, what inf- isn't that the premise of the study, is to give the public the information? Uh, no. it was The premise of the study was to give the IEDC the oh. information. It wasn't to give the public uh. the information. And that is, again, part of the real concerns here about transparency and accountability. Uh, and that's that's why people are so upset. Again, if they had come forward and said, this is our long-term plan, this is what we're going to do, this is why we're doing it, I don't think that you'd have this level of opposition. Before We want to give you a chance to promote your, your group, too. Before we do, you mentioned something that's very, very important. We're focused on the resource side of it. But they are, they being the IDC, with the consent and cheerleading of the General Assembly and the governor, is taking hundreds of millions of dollars every budget cycle from regular people and are using this to prop up these mega these mega corporations. I mean, you know, we had uh, Donald Rainwater, who's going to be the Libertarian nominee for governor on last week, and he made a good point. He said, wait a second, you got a billion dollar Medicaid shortfall here where you're going to stick it to parents of highly disabled children and you, you don't have any money for that, but you got a billion dollars to help Eli Lilly put together mega mega real estate deals. I mean, maybe you can just speak to that. I mean, the whole the whole thing on this is ridiculous. I agree totally. Uh, it is a tremendous diversion of taxpayer resources uh, to support private companies, but it's even worse than that. And through the process of what's called a Senate Enrolled Act 361-2022, they create these uh, innovation development districts uh-huh. and TIF districts. It's like a, it's very much like a TIF district. Now, r- real quick, I don't mean to cut you off, but this is really important, Casey, because for ten years now, the General Assembly has said how awful TIFs are mm-hmm. in, in communities, and they've gutted, you know, whether the, these cities and towns' abilities to set up TIFs and how they operate, and they're the worst thing in the world until they need it. Oh yeah, until they need it. Sorry, David, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I think that's a super important. I'm point. very glad you made that point, and that's exactly correct. So the thing is, there are a couple things that's wrong with this. The first one is that, according to the legislation, 
88% of the tax revenue, what's called the incremental tax revenue, from property taxes, state income taxes, state sales taxes generated goes not to the state treasury, not to the county, not to the city, but to the IEDC themselves, Mm -hmm. rendering them completely unaccountable. And this is a large part of what generated uh, the concern at the county level in Tippecanoe that they were going to be able to go ahead a lot with these projects without any sort of control whatsoever. The second thing that's uh, problematic about this is when they say, oh, you know, sure, we're putting all these resources into Boone County, but we're going to spread it around uh. the county. We're going to do economic development anywhere. That's simply not the case. They have made such an investment in this very large project, and there is an inducement for the IEDC to focus mm-hmm. All development on that because they get to keep the money yeah. that comes from it, whereas they would not if they if developed they something in, yeah. in Fountain County. Oh. So this is this is a really it's rife with corruption, and uh, we are trying to press uh, the governor's candidates about whether they will repeal. They will get the legislature to repeal 361-2022. And I've spoken with a lot of legislators about the necessity to do that, and many of them have been responsible. Well, if you can just tough it out until next year, maybe these lawmakers will stop getting on bended knee and being totally subservient to the governor once Holcomb's gone. Tell us about your group and where people can find you. So we are stopthewatersteel.org. We have a website. We also have a Facebook page, Mm -hmm. which is... Uh, if you do facebook.com slash stop the water steal, we have a Twitter account. We have an Instagram account all based upon uh, stop the water steal. So you can find that. I want to just um, talk about one particular yeah. aspect that's really interesting. We are gathering all the testimonials of people who have been affected oh, by great. the tests mm-hmm. and who would be affected by the withdrawal of the waters. And this is one of the things that I think our group does uniquely, which is to be a stable repository of information about the project. Yeah. Uh, we're also gathering, and I hope this will hold the state legislators accountable, people's letters to state legislators and the responses that they're receiving. (laughs) Uh, Most of the time you send it out, it comes back, it just disappears. We are now going to be uh, having a you know record. This legislator actually responds. This one just sends a Great. form later. This this one doesn't respond at all. I love that. So there will be a an accountability uh, built into Stop it. Stopthewatersteel.org. You better get involved. You need to be on the side of these people because they'll come for your stuff next. David Sanders, thank you. We really appreciate all your hard work. Thank you ever so much for having me here. Yeah, it is the Kendall and Casey show. And, you know, Casey, this is such a big deal. Mm-hmm. And these lawmakers, just like they always do, stick their chest out on social media or in these group meetings. And they're going to be Billy Badass or Johnny Tough Guy. And then they all get in there and the governor tells them how it's going to be. And they get on bended knee and say, yes, sir, your highness. I'm sorry for having any ideas. This whole leap thing is gross. Every single part of this from the this conversation confiscation of hundreds of millions of dollars of tax money from regular people to help these mega corporations to try to steal other people's resources. The whole thing sucks. I'm uh, really surprised uh, at a few words that David Sanders used. One was 
corrupt in reference to IEDC. Hard to argue. Yeah, and there's a Senate Bill 127 right now that uh, could subject them to a little bit more transparency. You want to bet if it'll get passed or not? You are running out of... <laughs> look, look uh, this is the what thing people need to get through their heads. You are running out of natural resources in central Indiana mm-hmm. because of the mass irresponsible growth that has taken place in these suburban communities over the past 15 or 20 years. Well, and he even said even if they do tap into the Wabash, it's not enough. Yeah. It, it's it's uh, it's pathetic. But I was glad he was here. And uh, stopthewatersteal.org. That's the website. Stopthewatersteal.org is the website. Nikki Kelly from the Indiana Capital Chronicle mm-hmm. joins us next. So much drama now. Yeah, we've got a lot to cover. And we're going to speak with her coming up from 93 WIBC.